one. All right, what is up, everyone? It is primetime Kansas City, and on today's today's episode, excuse me, we'll be talking about the Royals. Uh, they suck again. What a shock! There really isn't a shock there. We also will be talking about the NBA playoffs. John's Clippers might have a chance. Will the Nets even make the Eastern Conference Finals? We don't know. Uh, and Le'Veon Bell would like to retire before he ever plays for Andy Reid again. So yeah, but we'll get into all of that. I don't know if John has a has a pick for the week. Probably doesn't. Oh shit! I forgot I was supposed to make a pick of the week. Yeah. Damn it! All right, well I can I can totally get one. Yeah, yeah we can get one. We've we, got time. Yeah, we'll just ask you at the end of the podcast. But other yeah, than that, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll prime time Kansas City. So before we get into the Royals, uh, Salvador Perez is number one in catching vote catcher voting by five hundred thousand votes. Yeah, very um, substantial. The one thing I'm disappointed is Nicky Lopez isn't in the top five for DH. Is he even in the top ten? No. I didn't even see. Yeah, I didn't even see him. Andrew B- Andrew Benatendi is eleven. Yeah, he needs to get I saw to that. Top nine, Merrifield and Santana. They're yeah. That was one teams. thing. Was Mondesi has more votes than Merrifield right now? Well, Oof. I think it's like, and it's it literally is because casual fans just get on there and they're yes. like, Mondesi's batting three sixty eight. I'll yeah. vote for him. Literally, that's like, he's literally got right. fifteen at bats. Uh, relax. That's but that's do what they do every year. Do we know if on the plane? I don't know if you guys saw that yesterday, but do we know if Montesi rode on the plane? To where? Kansas City. Like, Ryan I mean, Lefevre said it's going to be a challenge. Where's he been? He was in Oakland. They said it's going to be a challenge for him to fly back to Kansas City. He was in Oakland? I didn't even know he was with the team. Yeah. But, yeah, no. Montesi was... They said it's going to be due to, like, the pressurized air and him sitting down for three hours straight... They were worried about his hamstring, which I understand the three hours straight and pressurized pressurized air, kind of, not really. But <laughs> I've never heard of that before in my life. What yeah, like I, that's what I'm still trying <laughs> to understand. Like, are we just coming up some BS so we can have Montesi on the IL for longer? Like, are we just saying he needs to drive back instead of flying back? I don't I'm know. Kind of convinced that him and Sammy Watt can share the same body at this point. It it's just it's very unfortunate, but. Yeah, I, they need him back in the lineup. It's been ugly. I was just about to ask that. John, do you believe the Royals need to have Montesi in their lineup to even be having a chance at 500? Well, yeah, I mean, definitely. He um, has proven that when he's playing well, he is an elite baseball player. I mean, look at some of his stretches from, like, 2019. and Or, yeah, a few stretches in 2019 and a few stretches in 2020. Well, mainly his last stretch in 2020, where he's been, like, insane for a longer than like you know that's bs period of time and it's usually always ended by an injury so there's no doubt he can sustain being good it's just whether he can sustain being healthy and i i have literally no trust in that like at this point not very confident that he will ever have a healthy enough stint to be an actual serviceable mlb player let me ask you guys this what do you think is more likely sammy watkins to play 15 games or Mondesi to play 140? Uh, Sammy Watkins. No, Mondesi to play 140. Yeah, Mondesi to play 140. I would put, like, the real question should be, like, Sammy Watkins to play 10 games or Mondesi to play 60 games. Like, that's... Yeah, I I mean... when the last time that happened. For one of them. I think... Yeah, I know Mondesi in 19, he did fine. I I think uh, Mondesi, I know, is short last year, but I think he only missed, like, one game last year. Yeah, of no, course, the one shorn season. 
I mean, yeah. What did we play, 60 games last year? Yeah, Didn't we have a, a little stretch where he was hurt, or was he in there the whole time? Let me, let me find out. Uh, we played 60, Actually, right? No, I think he was there the whole he time. He played 59. Okay, so he missed okay. a game. That was, right, was easily the best health that we've seen with him, because before that, it was 102, uh, 75, and then <laughs> I'll 25. I'll right two. now, because, I mean, then that's pretty much he'll play the remaining of the season. <laughs> Year he played 102, he led the league in triples. Last year he led the league in stolen bases. He's so if he's healthy, can he have cannot... two months of fully healthy baseball. I think he can still lead the league in bases. Like that's just how crucial he is for this team. If we get yeah, September he's... of 2020 Modesty, this Royals team is a team that people should be excited to watch for the future. I think the main thing is just like the pitching has been so disappointing that I just don't even know what to do. Lynch was horrible. Kovar's been horrible. Uh, Bubich is starting to suck. Uh, Singer's okay. And no, not really. Not even. Minor. I mean, I mean Minor is probably the best guy right now in the last few weeks. So it's been ugly. It's I think kind it's of time. I think it's time for Cal Eldred to get a. Get oh, it's been time for Cal Eldred to go, in my oh. opinion. Also, but, let me ask you guys this. We're in year 15 of Dayton Moore's uh, GM period. He's only produced mm-hmm. three winning seasons in the 15 years he's been here. Mm-hmm. Is it time for Dayton Moore to go? I would say no because, well, okay, that, I was going to say something, but I don't like that argument either. I would say no because it's not really his fault, in my opinion, that they've only had three winning seasons. They've put – the 16 and 17 teams were good enough to have winning seasons. They should have had winning seasons as well. They just didn't perform well enough. Um, and when he came in here, it was a complete mess. He had to completely build it from the ground up. So in all honesty, I, I take like, I think we've had, so three and 15, I would say at least five or six of those. I do not blame him for having a losing season. It was either one, he inherited a terrible team or two, the team he had did not perform to the talent they had, which I mean, as a GM, there's not much you can do. And you also have to factor in, you know, they go 80 and 82 and 17. Just think about what happens if Ventura doesn't pass away. I mean, that's just stuff we'll as a general manager. I mean, that's stuff people talk about. I okay. Like are you know, sure though? Was, was, you don't was, think was, we could, I mean, how many wins do you think Ventura is good for? At least two. I mean, at least two. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Does that get us in the, does that no, get but, us? No, but, but two, but to, to Josh's question, that's a winning season if that you is have two season. more wins. So my point is, like, stuff like the that. The least you amount of about, wins Jordano had in one year was 11. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely winning at least two more games with Jordano in the rotation. But, uh, yeah, I, I like Dayton personally. I know maybe I'm a little more patient with him than others. but Oh, no, I'm not saying anything about that. I was just asking. I think, I think he could never – I think he can end up getting fired, have this entire stint with these new prospects fail, and still go down as a good general manager for the Royals because to to get them to two World Series is, I mean, at that Literally point, ridiculous. Like, yeah, that he could, that he could have never done anything after 2015, and he still would. We could have like a 45 win season next year and like completely ruin everything, and I'd still be like, eh, like I can't hate Dayton more. Like he's still. The GOAT Royals general manager. That's kind of like how you view Wade Davis, Jackson. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I know Wade Davis is terrible right now, but at the same time, what he did in 14 and 15 and even 16, um, that alone I can never like 
dislike Wade Davis. I know it's his time to go right now, but I'll I don't never. Think it was ever his time to come, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, that, that might be Send true. Him down I, I was with Escobar. I was surprised in spring training they only let him pitch. I think three games. Yeah. So I mean, they really didn't even I was get just to look let at you him. guys know too. In 2017, the Royals missed the wild card by five games. So I mean, you can make the case, but it doesn't come down to just Giordano. There was five games. The Royals easily probably could have won. There was probably ten or fifteen. Games. Oh, 100 percent. Like, isn't that the year? No, sixteen was the year that Soria sucked ass and he costed us a playoff spot. Correct. Basically, single handedly. I mean, so that sixteen or that seventeen, fu- the year that we went on that like fifteen game winning streak. I think it was seventeen. One year in August, we went insane. Yeah. I think that might have been sixteen. But oh. yeah, it's that that was on un- the year that Soria lost us like ten games. At least 10 games. It probably was more. And I'm pretty sure he was like one of the highest paid relievers too. I mean, it's partially Dayton's more fault for keeping him on the roster the entire season, I could argue. But at the same time, I mean, that's – what are you going to do? I mean, that's – you're paying him. I mean, that's – that was rough. I, I think both – I think Dayton built a winner from 13 to 17. Completely could not have – done anything about Kane, Moustakis, Escobar, and Hosmer all becoming free agents at the same time. There's nothing, especially with an owner that doesn't want to pay. There's nothing as a general manager he could have done. He even offered Hosmer a big deal. Um, So to anybody that would say Dayton Moore needs to be fired, I think that's pretty premature. I think at least you got to give these next group of kids some years. Uh, And at the same time, there were people trying to get Dayton more fired in 2012 along with Ned Yost because they thought that we should have been better and the prospects weren't playing well enough that he missed on them. So give them time, let them work it out. And I, I trust Dayton to do the right thing. Let's go into our NBA. Uh, John, do your Clippers have a chance of making the Western conference finals? Yeah. I mean, I think they have a shot. I think they kind of got away in a game where Donovan Mitchell was a little bit banged up towards the end um it it's just difficult all around with the clippers because as much as i want to say the team can do this and the team can do that and blah 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 blah, they're the freaking los angeles clippers uh meaning they're probably gonna lose in really stupid way so uh yeah that is my official prediction Uh, no they cannot make the western conference finals um especially given that this is kind of a year like we've been talking about in the event that the Nets are unable to keep it together, anybody could slip through for this. There's not a there's not a definitive you know front runner if the yeah, Nets yeah. fall out, and that is a that is a situation that I think the Clippers have never been in. That means they're gonna blow it. So no, that, yeah, that I, mean, I, I don't know. You I'm could argue ask you this now, Jackson. John uh-huh. did West. You're gonna do East. Do the Nets have the chance to make it to the finals? Well, do they have a chance? Absolutely. As I of think right it's... now, if they have this team. If if Harden and Kyrie do not come back the rest of the postseason is what you're saying. Let me okay here. Let's just say this do you because think if that's the case, chance? then no. Yeah, let me I sh- let me say this. Do you think the Nets have a chance of making it to the Eastern Conference Finals? And I can't tell you when Harden is going to come back and when Kyrie is going to come back. So I don't think Kyrie will be back for the rest of this series. I if I had to guess, Harden's a maybe. Um, I would say if neither of them come back, it would take Durant playing. Absolute OKC levels. MVP basketball. He would have to do something he hasn't done in a very long time, which is carry a team by himself. Um, 
I still would not rule Brooklyn out of it. I was just but, about to say that because I mean it's gonna now it's gonna come down to KD versus Giannis. Yeah, yeah and but, I sorry, I don't completely trust Giannis either. To be completely honest, I have not seen him step up yet and do what I've needed to see him do. So I will say this: if the Nets win this series with neither Kyrie or Harden returning, it really helps Kevin Durant's legacy and it really kills Giannis's legacy. Yeah. And I want to something I want to say about that is we said it would become KD versus Giannis. I actually really think it's the opposite. Um, it, when you get in a situation where you knock those other players out, it's honestly like the Nets besides KD and the Bucks besides Giannis, who are the ones that are like truly deciding the outcome. It comes down to the yeah. supporting cast. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's really where this becomes interesting, and I think that's where the Bucks get a huge advantage because. It, let's be honest, the net supporting cast for KD when Kyrie and Harden are hurt is very, very limited. Joe Harris which is the, and Blake Which Blake. is the risk you run when you go and acquire superstars like that. You completely give up all of your bench. You give yeah. up all of your depth, which if you can stay healthy and gel, hell yeah, you do it. And you, you're going to blow by everybody. But when injuries happen like this, it's a very thin roster. I mean, they've got a – what's his name? Mike James starting at point guard. Dude was overseas last year. Uh, Bruce Brown, I mean, he's okay, but Blake Griffin hasn't been anything since game two. Uh, DeAndre Jordan hasn't even played in the series. Joe Harris is okay. So, I mean, it's going to be damn tough for Brooklyn to win this series if neither of them come back. I think game five, neither will come back. Mm -hmm. If Brooklyn goes down 3-2, I think Harden comes back for game six. I agree. I think I think the Bucks win game five, but I think Harden comes back game six. I think we get a really nice game seven. I'll make a prediction here, though. I don't know how far Brooklyn will go in the playoffs anymore, but I don't think Kyrie plays again this postseason. I think he's done. So you, even if they make the finals? I think he's done. I don't think he can play again. You think he's messed up? I think it's. I think his ankle's done. Well, I've seen this before. I've seen this before with Kyrie too. I mean, trust you have to me. Look I, this way. When he when he went when he got hurt and left LeBron all by himself in fifteen, that was that was brutal. Look so at I, it this way, if Kyrie, the, I think if he comes back, it's so bad that he'll reaggravate it. That's why I don't think. I, I think that even, there's a very good chance. But I mean, if the Nets make it to the Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals, they'll probably play the 76ers. And let's say it's probably. KD and Harden, and let's say they sweep the Sixers. The Jazz and the Suns will more than likely play. Sorry, John. But no, no. I, I, or that's... If the Jazz and Suns play, that will probably go seven. And let's say the Nets and Sixers and the Nets sweep. Then you give Kyrie about six or seven days of rest that he needs. I mean, I think there's a chance if the Nets can like go on a really nice run here. I think it's like the Nets need to win. And I understand that's logical sense for like them to make it far in the playoffs but i'm saying on the aspect of trying to hurry up and getting a lot of rest because one i bet you when james harden comes back he's not going to be 100 percent. that's guaranteed and Kyrie's not 100 percent. so i mean it's just time to rest those players and that's what you need but i don't even think harden needs to be 100 percent when he comes back yeah I to agree. be fair i think brooklyn can win the series with harden at 70 percent and kevin durant beside him you're talking about two of the top five players in the league at that point i have a hard time believing they would lose that series. I mean, let's be honest here, because when this series started, I had Nets in five. I think it would have been Nets in four if nobody got hurt, honestly. I think I was wrong at first. This would not have been a series. And this is so reminiscent of 
Golden State in 2019, where there's no way in hell Toronto wins that finals if Durant and Clay Thompson don't get hurt. So, and Curry, to put on top of that, Curry was hurt in that series as well. So, yeah, I think you're looking at the only, and we've said this, that the only way that this window opens is injury. And unfortunately for the Nets, there's been some injuries. So. It was going to happen to one of the eight teams remaining. It, it was guaranteed. It, yeah, but I there was, was only one the team that it was going to open up for. If yeah. it, if, if Philly, if Embiid went down, it really didn't change the landscape, in my opinion. If yeah, Booker no, I, went down, it didn't change the landscape. But the Nets were the only team that if they started to sustain injuries, that it was going to open up the field. And I think at this point, the field's wide open. And I, But I also don't think it should be surprising that it's the Nets that it's happening to because they're the most susceptible to this type of thing happening. Because, yeah. I mean, two injuries and all of a sudden we're saying they're not the favorites anymore. Like, yeah, not very many other teams you could say that. Um, especially because it was, you know, Kyrie and Harden. Harden, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we kind of talked about it already. Not really. Suns, Nuggets, Suns in four. Uh, are the Suns a real contender? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, honestly, the team that might benefit the most from these Brooklyn struggles is Phoenix. I think uh, – I, I could really see Phoenix winning the finals, which is really weird to say. It just but, came out of nowhere. Like, they – I knew they were doing well, really good throughout the whole season, but then just seeing how they play so well in the playoffs, I mean, I agree with you. Well, they got absolutely disrespected to start this postseason. Everybody had the Lakers winning that series. It was completely you? disrespectful. I did, but I also remember going back there and saying Lakers would win in seven, and I would not be surprised I, at all if I, Phoenix won the series. When I did predict that series, I said, whoever wins this series between the Lakers and Suns, I believe will make, uh, represent the Western Conference and the NBA Finals. I did say that. Which wasn't a terrible take, because if we're being honest, if Anthony Davis and LeBron were both fully healthy, the Lakers easily could have won that series. Exactly. But that that's besides the point. Um, I'm really thinking whoever wins this Jazz Clipper series – is going to have an absolutely insane Western Conference Finals with Phoenix. I think it's going to be one of the best we've seen in a while. Uh, if it's I'm, I'm super excited. John, I am sorry. I, I am hating on the Clippers. No, the Clippers I have – I would argue the Clippers are still the most talented team in the Western Conference. I've said that all along. But there's just, just – there's something there. The last two years, they have not been able to finish games. And – you know, a lot of people blamed it on Doc, and that's fair. I mean, Doc had a bad track record with the Clippers of blowing shit. Uh, but partially it comes down to your superstars. Kawhi, Paul George, they've got to be not even – it doesn't all just go when they're playing. Sometimes, you know, those nonverbal guys like Kawhi, it's not the same as having a verbal leader like we see around the league. And so when you got a guy like Kawhi who's just very quiet and, you know, to himself – I feel like it creates more of a problem whenever you're late in games. And I'm not saying it's Kawhi's fault because this team has choked just overall many times. But I think there's definitely blame to go around all around the Clippers. And so okay. that's why I'm not picking them. But, I mean, if you told me just look at rosters, I would pick the Clippers. Yeah, look, I think that if the it's a very dumb thing to say that Kawhi being quiet is the reason that the Clippers struggle with blowing games. Like – that is, I'm sorry, but that is batshit insane, stupid, um, like dumb as hell. No offense, Jackson. Just has to be said. Um, the real issue comes John from the fact pretty much that called you a Riri. Simply put, they, the, Kawhi and Paul George both do not do not engage 
the level of offensive dominance that they need to at a high enough percentage of the time. People can w- put whatever narrative they want on the Clippers on the floor or off the floor. At the end of the day, it's just sometimes they look really damn good and sometimes they look really damn bad. And it is a it is a full product from top to bottom. There will be times where everyone will be making everything. There'll be times where everyone's missing everything. They they're just so weird and it's it's too much. You can't rely on it when they just haven't harnessed that consistency. And I think that's perfect. Well, let me I just say that's perfect. The reason they're they're not harnessing that consistency isn't because Kawhi is a quiet person. So So you don't yeah. think they have any chemistry issues at all? No, I don't think no. I don't think I would disagree. I, I would disagree. Do you think I that, like, do you think I don't think visible? the Clippers, like, I mean, you can't you... watch the end of those games that they continuously lose and tell me that they have good chemistry. They don't. They don't do look. you think that Kawhi Leonard being a quiet human being is the reason? I'm not they saying it's all on Kawhi, but that type what? of personality, you take a look at other guys historically through the league in Jordan LeBron, other guys like that who are very vocal leaders. You take a look at, look at Kawhi. First of all, in San Antonio, he didn't have to be the vocal leader. Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Greg Popovich, all were the leaders okay, there. He, but you think a vocal won- leader is entirely what decides making a shot? No, I didn't say it was entirely. I think it's a okay. factor. But I'm not it, saying it's entirely. At like, the end of the day, it comes down to their own core performance. Way too much if you think that, that, that even a big part of that problem is simply that Kawhi Leonard's personality is as a quiet one. What about what can you even say about the fact that like I don't think Kawhi Leonard's personality is fit to lead a team. I okay, will say that. Okay, then what does that have to say about like how the whole team says he's like the best leader they've ever had and that he's a like an insane role model? Like that that's what I'm wondering. Like it, I mean, it, you saw it last it, year that team did not get along very well, and I don't think that this year. Yeah, it might. It's not even is, just like, hey, we're not okay, friends. You talked about it, casuals voting for Adalberto Mondesi. This is casuals. <laughs> explaining why the Clippers are bad. Kawhi's quiet. He, you can't lead if you're not a loud talker. I'd say you can't. It is like, harder. Okay, it but is. you're just – you don't even know what it looks like at all behind the scenes. And you're saying – Obviously, I don't. That he can't lead because when you see him in the media, he is a quiet – But I but I do look like, at him on the court and does he – I don't see the whole team engaged. I don't see that team totally bought in. You don't see in. the team engaged? No, there's stretches where they just look like they're going through the motions. They well, don't yeah, look like they they're – bad playing but there's no no they, they don't there's times where they look like they're just coasting it doesn't look like they're even bought in it doesn't look like that team is really interested in playing at stretches okay that's yeah i just what, disagree like there's a difference between a team being frustrated because they're playing bad and them playing bad because they have no chemistry and that is that is not what's happening with the clippers because what can you say about the stretches where they have the most fluid offense in the NBA and they create the most three pointers out of anybody. Like you I'm can't not saying do they that aren't capable of it. They are. Like, they're the they're I've said it many times. They're the most talented team in the West. I believe they are. From top to bottom, they are the deepest team in the West. I think they're the deepest team in the NBA top to bottom. So it's there's only one thing otherwise if you factor in they have that much talent. Okay. I, literally they have to have the best second unit out of any of these teams. They Come in and, in absolute. And this is what I'm saying. The on the floor coherency is poor, but to say that this is a which problem is chemistry problems. That is a chemistry problem. Okay, but that's not a problem with with Kawhi needing to talk more. Like, but when, I, I'm not saying slow that. But when you're the leader of a team and your team has okay. bad on court chemistry, it reflects on you. But it's they, not. 
Okay, but it, that that is just so dumb. I'm sorry. No, the it's Lakers, not. If LeBron Lakers, if LeBron's teams were doing this, everybody yeah, would in their mom they, would be saying they, LeBron's not a good Lakers leader. He needs to step up. Match, he the needs. The Lakers when they lost in the postseason, there they had terrible on court chemistry. Is that because LeBron is a bad leader? No, it's because all of the players were shit. Like, they also have reserve. Yeah, they have reserves. Exactly. They have a bunch of fucking and, nobodies. And the yeah, Clippers have a, a bunch of, times, of fucking really talented players. What happens is. A lot of not that good players turn out to not be that good when they have to play for a good team, and that is what you've seen with the Clippers. Like, like Marcus Morris, okay? When we got him, everyone freaked out about us getting Marcus Morris because he averaged 22 points. Like, there's a big difference between 22 points a game, like 22 points a game Chris Paul and 22 points a game Marcus Morris. The Like, the bottom line is they're just – they have a lot of players that aren't necessarily that good – in a limited role, and and Kawhi and PG are both just streaky players. But it is so stupid to say that the problem is just because they their leader is a quiet guy. Like that is just dumb. That I said that was the entire problem. All right, I'm well, saying, but you just, you you that is what I'm that is what I'm saying. You're wrong about even to say that it's part of the problem. That is an entirely baseless statement. You literally do not know a single damn thing about. How that goes. Like, All right, we'll like, end it there. Uh, that's just, so. that's fuck. <laughs> I, dis- I disagree. I no, think we're done. We're done, John. That is I think the on-court not- bad chemistry reflects off-court court chemistry. Let me ask you guys that. about Le'Veon Bell. Man, he's gone. Look what you did. I told you to stop, and you guys kept on going. And look what you did. That's you his fault. What, what's your opinion on that, Josh? I'm not, he's no, not here. I, he's not even here. He's I know, not even here. I'm not even going to lie to you. I kind of zoned off, so. Yeah, okay. I'm sure every listener did too, but I I mean, yeah, whatever. We can move on to Bell, yeah. Well, I was trying to move on to Bell quicker because I knew that would happen. So, we lost to John. Way to go. That's just because he can't handle an argument, I guess. No, because kind of, I guess, sure. Yeah, you know, it's right. Le'Veon Bell said I'd rather retire than play for Andy Reid again. Uh, He got a lot of backlash, and... He came out and said, "I'm. I don't care if I don't. I don't regret saying what I said, but I should have not said it." How dumb yeah, which is did basically like? that basically means the agent called him and was like, "You're a fucking idiot. Take that back. You're not going to find another team." Really stupid for a free agent to say because half, more than half, or half the league at least loves Andy Reid. Not just players, coaching. About how many fucking branches of coaching he has out there. Sean McDermott, John Harbaugh, uh, Ron Rivera, tons of guys out there that are going to hear that and they're going to lose respect for Le'Veon. And they're probably, if they ever had a thought of giving him a chance, probably no longer really want to give him that thought. And listen, Tyron kind of said it well today on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it, where he basically said people just keep blaming other people for not having success. And Bell responded and said, LOL, okay. But uh, I, I I mean, it's kind of – Matthew's kind of right in my opinion. If you can't, as an offensive player, thrive in Andy Reid's offense, that's on you. I mean, that is that is honestly on you. Darrell Williams is thriving in it, an undrafted free agent running back. He doesn't complain. He goes out there and just works. And look what look at the opportunities he's getting. I think Le'Veon has very poor judgment. Like the year he sat out with Pittsburgh was very poor judgment. Think picking the Jets was very poor judgment, and this this comment here was pretty poor judgment as well. That 
you know, if you if you didn't like your time here, if you thought that you weren't used correctly, you just say, listen, I, I don't think me and Kansas City are a great fit. I appreciated the opportunity. I'm going to move on. Fine. Move on. And people will respect you. But to come out and say, oh, I'll never play for that coach again. or I'm not playing for the best offensive coach of all time. No way. I would rather retire. It just kind of makes you sound salty, and it really makes you – it really doesn't – it's not a good look. There's nothing you can gain from that. Yeah, I mean, if you come out and say that you would rather retire than play, like you said, one of the best coaches in the NFL right now yeah. and in history, if you if you can't be successful under him, then I don't know how you can be success, successful. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell, like you said, has just had a lot of bad judgment sitting out that year. That that definitely hurt him. Going to the Jets, just, he knew he wasn't going to be good. He knew he couldn't be good with the Jets. He wanted the money, but instead – he didn't think about how this will hurt him in the long run and how he won't be able to perform. Yeah, I think he's I think he's got a big ego. I think he thinks way higher of himself than the value is right now. Just imagine though, like let's say like imagine Todd Gurley saying like I'll never play for McVay again. Like these guys just because your time is up and just because you aren't the guy you once were, to take to take that out on another coach that Everybody knows is good. Everybody knows is a proven coach, been around the league forever. It's just a terrible look for Le'Veon. And there's a reason. I mean, to be honest, there's a reason you're a free agent in the middle of June because you're not that good. How many? How many good? How many starters in the NFL are free agents right now? Probably maybe a, a few, yeah, maybe a handful. handful, and they'll probably only become starters because of injury. That will. Uh, Richard Sherman's probably the only other guy that is just out there, but. That you're not typically going to be a free agent in June if you're actually worth something. So to, to Le'Veon, man, you picked you picked the wrong fight, and it wasn't even a fight that you could have won anyway because there was nothing to gain from saying that. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, it's his fault. If he's on a team as a starting running back, like you said, it's going to be due to injury and injury only. But – Something other football is Madden NFL 22. The cover release is coming out Thursday, and it's going to have two players and and Madden tees with two goats. People will be Mahomes and Brady. Yes, they were seen at a shoot in like Miami in like February or not February. Like I think March. just to add on to this, I think the original plan. I, I well, when when were they caught at doing this? It was like March April. Okay, so maybe not. I was going to say I thought maybe the original plan was to have Rodgers be the cover athlete, and now they were kind of like, oh, shit. I heard that was a plan. But, yeah, this is – I mean, that's, that's kind of happened with 2K like four years in a row. But, yeah, I mean, this would be the second year out of the last three that Mahomes will be on the cover. Yeah, and it will be Brady's second cover in four years. So Yeah, he was on one not too long ago. Interesting. That just <laughs> I don't really you. care about the cover. I just hope they fix – Fix the game. Well, I mean, it's it was an interesting fact. The last time Brady was on the cover, he lost the Super Bowl. And the last time Mahomes was on the cover, he won the Super won Bowl. Won the Super Bowl. It's true. So will we I think see? the last the last two cover the last cover with two guys on it was Palomalo and Fitzgerald. Yes. They and were they both, both won on it. the Super Bowl the year before. Yeah, and then Palomalu went to the Super Bowl two years after. Yeah. I so no, it's interesting. Uh to be honest. I, I don't really have much more because <laughs> you, uh, you guys uh, just kind of had a little heated discussion there. So, Hey, man, I, I will stick by my take. 
that being an introverted leader is worse than being an extroverted leader. It would leader. be so funny if John just heard that. Like, tell, tell me you disagree with that. I think if it's Mahomes, good if, if Mahomes had Kawhi's personality, do you think he'd be as good of a leader? I don't know about that. I, but I, what I was going to say is I think it is good to be a vocal leader. If you're the leader, you need to be vocal. What I'm saying, that's what I was arguing. And he was like, you're an idiot. But no, you There's said chemistry. the reason they're not doing it is because Kawhi's not being vocal. The thing no, is, I didn't say if that. You look at the I didn't teams, say that was the only reason. I, I think as a leader of a team that continues to struggle down the stretch, you have to look. If a team continues to lose games down the stretch, who do you look at? Who do you look at in football if a team keeps losing down the stretch, the quarterback? Who do you look at in basketball, the star of the team? And that's Kawhi Leonard. Well, I mean, football and basketball are to- totally different. I think They are, but... I think when it, you look at it, if Mahomes isn't being as vocal, you always have Travis Kelsey. You always have Christian. But look at the look Clippers, around the league. If you look if around you look the league, Paul George, he was never viewed as a leader. The only time he was was in Indiana, and yes, he did good things in Indiana. You know what? I'll argue. I didn't want to say this when John was on here because I knew he would absolutely lose his shit. But before the Clippers, I don't think Kawhi has ever asked to been a leader. To be completely honest, the only time and I know people are going to bring up Toronto. I know they're going to bring Kyle that up. Lowry, that's the thing. But that wasn't his team. He got there, Kyle's. and there was already guys that had been there for years. This was his team. This is the first time that a roster was constructed for Kawhi Leonard. They made he the roster here. around him. They Exactly. And so, in my opinion, this is the first chance he's had to be the leader. Obviously, he's been the best player on Toronto. But this is the first chance he had to be the absolute franchise cornerstone. They're going to build around him. That's what they're going to do. And in my opinion, I, I don't even think it's an opinion. I think it's just a fact he has underperformed in his first – one and a half seasons. If they can make it to the finals this year, I'll I'll give them credit. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't really have much more. John was supposed to have a pick, but John. Yeah, John's pick might be that uh, the Clippers are going to win tonight. Now, yeah, I was going to uh, say John's pick is probably Clippers, just knowing John. But yeah, yeah other than that, this has been Primetime Kansas City. If you guys enjoyed it, make sure. Oh, by play. the way, Le'Veon Bell, you're the D four of the week. I forgot. Oh, just sure. easy. Yeah, it's easy to throw it out there. <laughs> Yeah, true. All right, but no. Uh, D four of the week is net security guard. Yeah, yeah, that, that fits. All right, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Hopefully, we'll have a John that's calmed down. But <laughs> maybe not. That, probably not. But yeah, if, if they get eliminated, he's not coming back on. No, he probably will. Yes, he will. <laughs> but I, there would probably be need. There would be a lot of editing need to be done. We're not going to be able to be in the same room for a while. Yes, this is correct. He uh, might, so yeah. I think we might fight next time we see each other. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace.